everybody and welcome back to the Monday Morning Faith Podcast. My name is Emily and today we're going to be talking about body image and beauty and outward appearance. The reason I want to talk so much about this today is because it's something I've struggled with pretty much my entire life until about a year ago when I brought it um, to the foot of the cross and I gave it to Jesus and um, it's kind of been a day and night transformation for me to allow him to do a new work in me and to see just the power of prayer uh, in this one domain of my life that I've always struggled with. And so I'd like to share with you um, the story of how that came to be for me and just encourage you to invite God into whatever struggle you might have with your appearance because I'll be honest, I know we all have them. Uh, Even supermodels have them. So I just wanted to, yeah, talk about this today and and draw on God's word to support us uh, through all that we go through when it comes to appearance, which is increasingly and increasingly uh, more important and talked about in society and in the world, but we're not called to be of the world. Um, We're just in the world uh, for this time and this era. So to give you guys a bit of backstory, um, my whole life, um, I've always really struggled with um, my appearance quite severely. I just... um, always felt ugly. I was teased a lot in school. Um, When I was in grade four, so I was like probably 10 years old at the time, uh, two boys were pointing at me and like snickering and laughing. And then they were saying, um, they were like laughing and whispering. And so I asked them what they were talking about. And then they wouldn't tell me. And I was like, what are you guys laughing about? Like, what's wrong with you? And then they said, no, what's wrong with you? Like you have a unibrow. And I'm like, I don't even know what a unibrow is. I'm like 10 years old at the time. And I just remember going home and like crying and being so sad and getting my mom to help pluck my eyebrows um, because I was only a kid. And I think that's the first time in my life I really felt that my appearance was something that mattered. Um, Up until then, I just think I always felt pretty. My mom always called me pretty. My grandmothers, my dad, everyone would just say, oh, so pretty. Like, oh, you look so pretty in that dress. But I think that's kind of when... I guess things changed and I realized that there was a lot more um, a lot more to appearance than I ever thought as a 10-year-old. And then, um, you know, in grade 8, I wasn't allowed to shave my legs or real, anything like that because my mom thought that was, like, slutty, which is <laughs> kind of funny. But I wasn't allowed to shave my legs in grade 8. Keep in mind, I'm also, like, I'm, like, 13 at this point. And um, this girl and me were waiting for pickup after school and she said um I think you forgot to shave your legs and I was like huh and then I looked down like oh I guess like I guess there is hair there but like once again didn't really see the problem and um and then I went home also really upset and then my mom taught me how to shave my legs and the first time I did it I actually like sliced my leg open by accident so I still have a scar from that which is pretty funny Um, nonetheless, I just, I think we all have our own stories and own experiences with people making fun of us or making us feel awkward or shameful about the way we look. And especially body hair is one of those things you really can't change. Um, you know, like, you know, you can always wear your hair a different way or do your makeup a different way or wear different clothing, but like some things like facial features and like body hair, it's like, you can't change that. Um... I don't like to talk about this next little part here, but I will for the sake of vulnerability and just hoping that, you know, this might strengthen someone. 
um, to know this, hopefully, but basically later on in high school at about, I think it was 14 or 15, but I got offered a modeling contract. I was like randomly scouted at the mall um, in Vancouver, in Canada, and then I was, yeah, offered a contract and I had to beg my parents for them to let me do it. And I did. And it was a pretty awful experience. I modeled from like 14 to 18 years old and like, you know, I hated like always being, every guy I dated would introduce me to everyone as, oh, this is Emily, my girlfriend, she's a model. And that was like the sentence. And like, since I quit that, and now I'm married to a fantastic guy who would never introduce me like that. Plus, I don't even do it anymore. But it was just like, it just made me feel like who I was was so innately attached to my appearance. And even though I was modeling and, you know, doing magazine photos and you know, runway shows, I was so still deeply, deeply, deeply insecure. I mean, as everyone knows, the modeling industry is horrific uh, for weight loss stuff. I never had an eating disorder, luckily. Um, but I uh, I really, uh, you know, felt a lot of pressure to look a certain way and to always be fixated on my appearance, my hair, my makeup, my clothes, everything mattered um, for that kind of job, obviously. And so it was just uh, incredibly stressful to put that much pressure on anyone, let alone someone in their teens going through high school. I also thought that being a model was going to give me, like, some kind of invincibility in high school to, uh, appearance bullying, but it did not. Um, a lot of the girls would say that, like, my photos were photoshopped and I don't even look like that, which is, like, wasn't true at all. Like, some of the photos were hardly even touched up, but, you know, I just... I felt like I endured more bullying uh, as a result of modeling. And um, another thing I struggled with was my appearance is I'm 6'1", which is very tall for, for a female. That's like 183 centimeters if you use that measurement. But yeah, six foot one for a female is like just so incredibly tall, especially in Canada. Um, and as a result, I have like really big feet. And so I have size 13 feet, which I've like, woman's size 13 feet, and I've always been, um, also made fun of for that, and I could never get, like, whatever trendy shoe there was, because it never came in my size, and luckily, like, I wear a lot of Nike men's shoes, so, like, that I was able to do, like, a lot of sneakers and Jordans, because luckily, that's, like, the one type of shoe I can actually get my hands on easily in Canada. I know the U.S. has a lot more selection, but, um, nonetheless, it's just been, uh, yeah, so I thought that modeling was going to be this gateway to uh, to feeling good about myself, but in all reality, it definitely made me feel way worse. And uh, and then it didn't also help to, to receive praise for my appearance in that career between photographers and designers and agents. It was like, yeah, it definitely made me look at all the wrong things. And, you know, as a result, going through my life, I really felt as though yeah, my appearance was what mattered. My appearance was the key to uh, to finding love with men. My appearance was the key to fitting in with girls. And through all this, I was not in God's word at this time of my life. And I only wish I had been so that the Lord, um, I would have let the Lord open my eyes to who he's actually called me to be, which ironically has absolutely nothing to do with my appearance. In 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 3-4, to 4, it says, Your beauty should not come for, 
from outward adornment, such as elaborate hairstyles and the wearing of gold jewelry or fine clothes. Rather, it should be of your inner self, the unfading beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit, which is worth far, far more in God's sight. And I think that's really good because we can't all be, uh, we can't all be supermodels. And like I said, even supermodels have uh, things they're insecure about. And I was never a supermodel, let's be clear about that. But um, God doesn't care about the outward appearance. You know, we know that it says uh, in the word, therefore do not lose heart. Though outwardly we are wasting away, inwardly we are being renewed day by day. And that's like the results of a relationship with God. Outwardly, we can have big feet and um, <laughs> and body hair and we can age and get wrinkles and we can give birth and, um, you know, we can have changes to our body as a result of that too. But we just see that it's not what God sees as our worth. And he calls us also to care more about the opinion of God than the opinion of man, which is so true. Um, so I really struggled with this for a long time and I still do. Uh, I also have a bit of body dysmorphia as a result of modeling. Um, if you don't know what body dysmorphia is, it's basically like when you look in the mirror and you think you're way more overweight or bigger than you actually are, or like when you look at photographs and you feel that way as well. Um, and I have like, to this day, not been able to shake that very well, um, until like a year ago when I brought this to God, um, which I'll get to in a little bit. But ultimately, I realized that I really needed to give this to God because it was a problem in my life. I felt like every outfit I wore, like I was always trying to like make myself look as like sexual as possible because I felt like that's where the worth came from. That um, without doing that, I didn't look pretty. I looked frumpy or big and... um that like ate away at me for a very long time and it also was really destructive because the problem with walking into a room showing off your chest and like sexualizing yourself is that's how you're introducing yourself to everyone in the room and so they no longer are gonna care or appreciate your lovingness your funniness your gentle spirit your kindness um they're not going to be looking at those things because that's not what you're showing off. That's not what you're highlighting in that moment. You're showing off your body. And, you know, I'm at the end of the day, dress how you... Like, I'm not telling anyone how they should and shouldn't dress. You should let that be a conversation between you and God. I think sometimes putting guidelines on certain types of clothing or, you know... It, it's kind of just... There's not a one-size-fits-all rule, really. Like, everyone's got a different body and... You know, it's, I think clothing is an intimate relationship between you and the creator. My favorite thing is um, whenever I get dressed, I think about if I were to go to heaven in the exact outfit I'm wearing and be before God, would I be embarrassed? Would I be ashamed? Would I hate that? Or would I just not care? Would it just be like the least relevant thing in the room at the time? And so that's usually my marker for whether or not I wear something. Um, because yeah, if I'd be embarrassed to wear it in front of God, I'm certainly not wearing it in public, I'll tell you that much. And then of course, like, you know, between me and my, me and my husband, I'll wear whatever I want in the house. <laughs> that's, that's a bit different. I'm talking about, like, leaving the house, or if you're having people over, um, that aren't of the same sex and whatnot. And that's just a protection of you thing. Because like I said, do you, like, 
I've gone down the road of having people value you for the way you look in your body. And those people aren't real people. Because like I said, all those boyfriends who would say, Emily, um, the model, it's like, well, now it's like, I'd much rather be introduced as, oh, this is Emily who loves Jesus and serves at the church. And this is Emily who's a crisis responder. Fun fact, that's a a job I have. But um, yeah, so I just, I think there's so much better things to be introduced as um, than for your appearance. And even if you've never had that experience of someone introducing you for your appearance, think about what that person that you're dating or your friends value most about you. Is it your trendy styles and dressing? Is it your, um, the way you do your hair and the way you make yourself appear? Or is it who you are as a person? And a hundred times out of a hundred times, when people value you for who you actually are, that's a real relationship. But when people um, value you for your appearance, that's fleeting. We know in Proverbs 31, it says, um, charm is deceptive and beauty is fleeting, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. And I've seen the most beautiful woman I've ever laid my eyes on, especially working with other models. I've seen plenty of beautiful girls, but what is ugly is a mean spirit, right? And I've seen girls who would not be remotely considered models who are not traditional uh, standards of beauty by any means, but how like are the most beautiful women because when you have God's spirit in you and when you are all these things, fruits of the spirit, and that shines through you, then you are the most beautiful person in the room. And it's so true. Think about the most godly woman you know. That's more beautiful than a stuck-up, rude um, you know, self-centered model by any means. So, um, and I know some people, when they read the first Peter, um, scripture that I just read about, it shouldn't come from outward adornment, such as elaborate hairstyles or the wearing of gold jewelry or fine clothes. People are like, oh, so I shouldn't wear gold jewelry and hairstyles, but I've heard it explained this way and I like it. Um, it's just that you shouldn't put all of your time and effort into, the clothing, the jewelry, and the hairstyles. I also, I've heard it this way too. Are you spending more time a week on your makeup and hair than you are in the word of God? Because um, that could be a sign you have your priorities a bit wrong. But, like, that's not a hard and fast rule. Like, th- and that's not a rule. That's just some descriptive advice that I've heard that I happen to quite enjoy. Because if it's your prom week and you're doing makeup trials um, and you've been dressing up and, you know getting ready for the big day and whatnot, and you spent a lot of time on that particular week doing your hair and makeup, um, that's not, like, a critique. That's just, uh, that's just maybe that particular week. But now, if you, if you spend, like, three hours every morning doing your hair and makeup, but you only spend, like, one hour a week on Sunday listening to God's word, then I'd say I wouldn't focus so much on the outward beauty. I'd ask God to reveal an inward beauty to you and a new spirit of that. Um, it's definitely really difficult though, because we do live in a culture that is just so busy on, busy on prioritizing all the wrong things. And we see that in everything, not just appearance, but especially appearance, uh, new clothing, new hairstyles, keeping up with the trends and just, uh, 
you know, one second it's cute to have freckles, the next second you're getting bullied for it. And so the firmer you are in God, the less that stuff will affect you. Um, And we can get really fixated on worrying about all the different trends and whatnot. And as long as it's bringing you enjoyment, like if you're making a Pinterest board and you're just having so much fun, then keep doing that. But if you're looking at all these images and TikToks and videos and you feel envy, you feel discontent, you feel embarrassed or like you're lacking, then I'd say turn it off immediately. Let those be the spirit inside of you giving you warning signs that you're not looking at things that are holy or inspiring you. They can still be good things. Like it could just be a normal girl wearing a normal outfit like there's nothing wrong with that but if it's bringing you discontentment and all sorts of feelings of vanity or whatnot that's a warning sign that that's probably not what you should be looking at because it's it's not growing you and we're not supposed to focus on the outward adornment like peter peter tells us we also see in um in philippians 4 8 it says Brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. And I would say none of those have anything to do with your outward appearance at all in any way. Like seriously, whatever is um, pure, lovely, admirable, excellent, praiseworthy, noble, right, I'd say I can think of 101 things that are more important to think about um, than appearance. But yet we do all naturally fall into the trap of looking in the mirror and thinking, oh, I really should lose some weight. Oh, I don't like the way my arms are. Oh, I wish my stomach was flatter. I wish my chest was bigger. I wish my nose was smaller. Like, I don't like the way my eyes look. I hate having acne. And we just go down the list and it's like, why are we tearing ourselves apart? Like, the worst part is, like, if you were in heaven and God um, said, hey, I want to show you something. And he showed you something he'd created. Who are we to say, ugh, that is ugly. I hate that. God, why did, why did you make it with the, with the bigger stomach and the bigger arms? God would be like, but I made it. I made it that way for a reason. That's my unique creation. It's like, yeah, who are we to tell God that he shouldn't have made something the way he did? And yeah, there's things we can change and influence a little bit. But do they need to be our priorities is probably a better question. So this kind of leads me to where I was at uh, when I got freed from this by the Lord. But um, leading up to my wedding last year, I was going to the gym five days a week for three hours at a time, which I know sounds a little nuts, but I w- was an athlete for a long time for soccer. And so I'm used to like crazy training regimens and all sorts of stuff like that. So I was used to it. But I had, um, yeah, I had decided to work out five days a week for six months before the wedding to try and hit a goal weight, to try and make my body look a certain way. And I just like gave it like everything. I didn't hit the goal weight, but that's probably a good thing. And then um, I just remember getting back from the honeymoon and just, like, realizing how much time I spent, like, on changing my body in, 
Like, to be honest, if you looked at a photo of me then versus a photo of me now, like, the difference is so slight, it's not even funny. But, um, but yet I dedicated all this time towards it. And I'm not, I always advocate for exercise, but, like, in moderation. Like, it's one thing if you're training for a marathon or for, like, a sports team and doing that. Your motivation matters a lot when it comes to exercise. If you're exercising for aesthetics and beauty, um... I would say, is it for health reasons? Because then, like, you know, if you're overweight and you want to exercise, by all means, that's definitely a good thing to take care of your body in that way. But if you're not overweight and you're just trying to get skinny for the sake of being skinny, skinny, skinny to look like a model or to look like an ideal body type, I don't know. You got to bring that to God because um, cause God doesn't call us to, to all look like cookie cutters, uh, right? And... And you can waste a lot of time fixated on your appearance like that. Um, but working out for, you know, for mood, for enjoyment, for physical activity, I think those are all good things. Keep in mind, this is just my opinion, opinion too. You don't have to agree with it necessarily. But I do think that uh, working out should be either like goal-based for athletics or it should be health-based. So like I said, mood or, um, or physical health reasons, basically. Um, like I would work out, I work out like maybe once or twice a week in my living room now, just with a couple weights, but that's just because I have a very sedentary lifestyle. Like I'm on my laptop, like basically all day. So like, I actually need to like move around eventually, but it's not really for, um, for aesthetics anymore. But anyways, back to like a year ago when I just got married and I realized like, that all the time I was spending fixated on my appearance, trying to make my body look a certain way, was really robbing me of a lot of time I could be spending with my husband, my friends, my family, uh, to actually taking care of myself in other ways, um, taking care of my home in other ways, and, um, you know, serving. I mean, if I had taken the same amount of time I spent working out before the wedding, serving the church, that would probably have changed a lot of people's lives. But, um, definitely taking care of yourself is so important too, but I'm just saying, um, could definitely have spent the time a bit better. So here I am with all this discontentment in my life, um, of just how I look. I continually, so even after the six months, I still wasn't happy. And like, I realized like, I'm never going to be happy with how I look. Like no matter what I do, like I could starve myself and I wouldn't like that. I could like, get surgery and I still wouldn't like it you know so I was just kind of like at this point where I'm like there's nothing I can do to make myself like my body more like nothing I can do and I was like I really need to give this to God so I stood in front of my mirror which felt a little bit ridiculous I'll be honest it did feel a bit silly but I looked in the mirror and I prayed this prayer I said God in heaven as your daughter I come to you and I need you to do a new work in me I am so tired, God, of being so dissatisfied with my appearance. I was dissatisfied as a child. I was dissatisfied as a model. I was dissatisfied um, 10 pounds skinnier than I am now, 30 pounds heavier than I am now. I have just been simply dissatisfied my whole life with my appearance. And I'm sorry because I know you made me exactly the way I'm meant to look. And I know that you made me beautifully. Psalm says... um, I praise you because I know that I am uh, wonderfully made. 
And so, God, I know I'm wonderfully made. Your works are perfect. I know that full well. And so, God, I need you to help me believe that, that I know that full well. That when I look in the mirror, you would free me from seeing myself as heavier than I am. You would free me from critiquing my appearance constantly. You would free me from picking myself apart and tearing myself down. You would free me from every negative and taunting voice that has held me down from believing that I am anything other than beautiful. I need you to free me from that because it's holding me down. It's weighing me down. It's consuming my thoughts. I'm not able to think about what's noble, right, pure, lovely, and admirable, or excellent or praiseworthy. I'm not able to focus on you the way I want to when I'm so fixated on myself and my appearance. And God, I know that you have compassion and sympathy for for me and these feelings. These are worldly feelings, but I want to be freed from it so I can focus on on everything that I can do in this world. Everything that you would be able to bless me with so I can do a good work. But God, I feel so weighed down. I don't want to see myself as not beautiful. I want to be completely content with the person you've made me to be inside and out. I want you to continue to work on me on the inside, but let me be at peace with what's on the outside. And God, I can only do this through you. I've tried it myself. I've tried to take self-control. I've tried to manufacture things I have done everything I have bought lip gloss that makes your lips bigger and plumps them I have tried crazy diets I have you know lifted weights I've ran I've done everything but I can't it, it falls flat every time my satisfaction must come from you God I know it can because if you can bring me satisfaction in other areas of life this surely cannot be too great for you the God who made the mountains and the oceans can certainly help me feel satisfied with the beautiful person he's made me to be. So God, I'm sorry I haven't seen the beauty in your creation. I'm sorry I haven't marveled at everything you've done in me, inside and out. I'm sorry I've overlooked it. But God, please do a new work in me and help me to be content and satisfied with the beauty that you've given me. And help me to look in the mirror and see it each and every time I look each and every morning, each and every evening, to just be content and satisfied with the beauty I already have. In your name, Lord, I give this up to you. Amen. So that's the prayer I prayed. And I'm not even joking when I say that, like, pretty much immediately, that's freed me. I really feel like the body dysmorphia stuff's been, like, stripped off me. Like, and the crazy thing is, like, after, um, like, six months of, working out, like, I weighed, um, I weighed about three or four pounds more than I currently weigh, so I went from working out, like, uh, like, 15, 20 hours a week, actually, is that bad math? No, that's right, yeah, I went from working out, like, 15, 20 hours a week to now I work out maybe, like, one or two, and I currently weigh less than I did back then. I was also really stressed about the wedding, and stress weight's certainly a thing, but, I weigh less now. I'm happier now. I spend way less time doing that stupid stuff. And, like, also the gym is an awful place for temptation. Like, it's basically a bunch of naked people all standing around. Even if you're in a woman's section. Like, my comparison and um, being full of a coveted heart and, you know, constantly comparing myself and being jealous is, like, whew. The gym is, like, a breeding ground for that for me personally. Um you know, not thinking very godly thoughts, uh, in there, so, 
yeah, I've enjoyed what works for me, which is, you know, doing some stuff at home, and that's been good, and ever since I prayed that prayer, I feel like God freed me from the feeling like I had to take my beauty into my own hands by working out insane amounts, um, from picking myself apart every day, but yeah, just finding the beauty in who he's made me to be, and just, you know, I still do my hair and makeup, don't get me wrong, like, I do some light makeup, and I do my hair as well, and that's about it, like, if it's a fancy occasion, I'll spend a bit more time on it, but that's about it, and it's just, like, God's really freed me, and, you know, sometimes when I look in the mirror, and, you know, my makeup's all messed up from, because I just woke up, and my hair is ratty, and I'm like, yeah, that's not a good look, and I'm like, well, just need to take a shower, and then it's fine again, right, and so it's like, um, God really freed me from it, and I want that for you too, that's why I wanted to talk about this today, I encourage you to make a prayer of your own, and really, you know, give it up to God, and and mean it too, right, like, give it everything you have, um, to just really trust it all into him, that he can free you from anything, there's, like, nothing too little or stupid, because I would argue that this isn't little or stupid, I know I'm not the only woman who's haunted and taunted by voices in her own head from the world and everything you've exposed yourself to and seen, but also that the enemy preys on those thoughts and he uses it to really, really hurt you. Like, and remind you and keep you trapped in just this feeling of hurt. And the hurt does prevent you from accomplishing God's works. Like, amen to that. Like, it's so true. Um, and it prevents just even peace in your own mind. And so... Give it to God. Let him free yourself from it. Find your own prayer. Look yourself in the mirror and invite God into that space. Invite God into the reflection you see. Um, and he will transform it. He transformed it for me. And I know that's not just a me thing. It's a everyone thing. Once again, um, Psalm 139 verse 14 says, I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. It's like, Wow so true and it's true for everyone just because you don't fit into some american uh beauty standard doesn't mean god didn't wonderfully make you it just means that you know someone might not find you attractive and guess what that sounds brutal to hear but it's true for everyone there's so many even models i knew in the industry, who were like, oh, yeah, like, so-and-so called me ugly, or, like, so-and-so said I'm not his type, it's like, you know, everyone is, like, attractiveness is a weird thing, and I, frankly, we focus way too much on it as a culture, you're not gonna be found attracted by everyone, all you need to do is find one person who finds you, like, decently attractive, and then marry that person, like, assuming they have all the other necessary qualities as well, um, but it's just, like, you know, you don't need to fixate on that, and um, and he did make you wonderfully well, and not everyone's going to agree with that. They don't have to, as long as you know it in your heart. It doesn't matter what anyone else says. It's like, if you have a genius IQ, but your little brother calls you stupid, it's like, hmm, think about that. It's like, does his opinion make your IQ score any less? No. So just because someone is going to bully you and say you have a unibrow as a 10-year-old, that doesn't make me any wonderfully less made. Um, so focus on that. Focus on that promise that it's true and that um, it's just you're God's creation. You're God's work. Um, 
And it's him who will free you. It's him that you can find your freedom from appearance in. So I just implore you and encourage you to pray a simple prayer to him and to give it up to him. It says also in 1 Samuel, it says, The Lord does not look at the things people look at. People look at outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. And that's just to remind us and encourage us that, once again, it's not not about the outward appearance as much as the world makes it seem like it is. In fact, the Lord cares way more about your heart and he wants your heart. So don't let your outward appearance keep you from giving your heart to the Lord. So yeah, invite him in. I encourage you to do so. And I hope that this was helpful for you in some way. I I don't always do or usually do stories about myself because I try and keep it more about God. But I did share this with the hope that, yeah, it might free someone from some some crap they've been going through in their life. Um, And I know the modeling stuff isn't overly relatable, but I just shared it to the point that, you know... People always struggle with these things. It's Everyone's got their own unique struggle, but the overarching struggle of parents is, is very true for all of us. But nothing's too little or too big for God. So I encourage you to give it to him. I hope you guys have a fantastic rest of your day and may God be with you in all things at all times. See you guys next time.